Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 212 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was New Jersey's Hath. The song was called Lithopedic, and it's off of their new record coming out March 4th called All That Was Promised on Willow Tip Records. There's been a couple of uh, singles for this record at this point, and uh, it's pretty heavily anticipated. I'm glad to see them getting a proper amount of exposure. They're one of the best uh, death metal bands out there right now, and I'm excited for them. They're also about to go out on tour with Cognitive and two other bands whose logos I can't read. So look for that. They're, they're going to be all over the place, uh, most of the United States, coming up in April and May. So maybe not out there on the West Coast, but you know, you guys have good weather, so you don't get all the good bands. Um, okay, so uh, this episode, there's a lot going on. It's the first twofer episode in a while. Twofer is a clever word that boomers use when there's two of one thing. And in this case, there's two uh, interviews on one episode. Haven't done that in a long time. It's been a while. I did that a lot in 2020. Only once, I think, in 2021, but uh, quite a few times in 2020. I usually do this when I have shorter interviews. And that's the case here. I have Fabian from Deserted Fear out of Germany. And Taz from Friends of Hell. And I was talking to him from the island of Cyprus. So that's what's happening on this episode. So let's get moving. Here's the short version of the intro music. Thank you, Hot Zone. Check it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We'll be getting it in! Where you getting it out? All right, all right, all right. So I mentioned there's a lot going on in this episode, so I don't want to talk for too long before I let the fellows who I'm talking to do the talking themselves. Does that make sense? You follow me? Good. So let's go straight into my chat with Fabian Hildebrandt from Deserted Fear. But first, I'm going to play you a song from their new album, Doomsday, which is out March 4th uh, on Century Meter Records. The song is called Part of the End. Here it is.
how's it going over there right now? Ah, uh, it's a bit difficult still, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, our, rec- our new album comes out on uh, Friday, and we planned ten shows, mm-hmm. and we are just able to play two out of ten. Twenty <laughs> percent. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, that really sucks. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, concerts are possible again, but the circumstances, it makes just no sense for for the most parts of Germany. It's it's different rules in each city still. Yeah. Yeah. So it really sucks, but we were able to to book another show in Switzerland and the small venue in another part of Germany. So at least some shows can happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I was just over in Europe um, two weeks ago. We were in Italy, uh, Milan, where she grew up. And uh, yeah. I, I had reached out ahead of time to some bands I know in that area to see if they were do- if there was anything happening while we were there. And they're like, nope, nothing. There's nothing, nothing scheduled. Nothing's happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, COVID aside, how's the... Uh, How's with the with the war happening over in Ukraine right now? How's is that affecting anything out your way yet? Of course, it's yeah. affecting everything. The news everyone is talking about, and oh man, it's it's just crazy. It feels strange because I mean there are a lot of wars in the world, right? World still, but this one is fucking close. Yeah. So it feels strange. I mean, we are growing up in peace, so it's right. new to us. So I don't know what will happen. Yeah. Um, how old are you? Uh, 34. Okay. I'm, I'm 37. So we're about the same age. Um, we never had war over here, like domestically, right? It's all, it always seems so foreign. Yeah. Where, where it all, where, you know, it's a perpetual war over in the middle, middle East and, you know, our fault probably, but you know, whatever, that's where it is. And so, but even, even the fact that it's in Europe again, feels close to me. So I can't imagine that if, you know, how it must feel for yourself. Of course, man. And I also know a lot of Russians and people from Ukraine that someone in school back then. And uh, I don't know. Um, my, my thoughts are there. Yeah. The families. And yeah. Well, let's move on to happier things. Let's talk about let's talk about doomsday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's which is uh, ironically the the title of your new record. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. drops this Friday. I hope you're wrong. Um, I hope. Yeah. Uh, so, but but this is what is this? Your fourth or fifth uh, full length for Deserted Fear? Fifth. Fifth. That's all right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so you you guys have been at it for quite a while. And what, what, when did you first get this band together? Oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> um, our oh no, we know each other since we are fifteen years old. Yeah, I think. Wow. Um, that's when I started my first band with our singer and. Our our drummer Simon is a bit younger, and he's a younger brother of a friend. So I know him since he's nine years old. Wow! <laughs> so, yeah, that's crazy. And I don't know. Then we came we came together when when Mana, our singer, and me decided to to yeah form a new death metal band. And we just met Simon randomly again in the city, and he told us he's still playing drums and. Uh, he was 15 years old then, so six years later. <laughs> and yeah, he, he just invited us to his birthday and showed us what he's able to do on the drums. It was <laughs> nothing compared to nowadays. <laughs> yeah, so then we just started. It's like it was 2007, I think. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, so you guys, you guys have been out for a while. That's what. I, um, you've been with. How long have you been with Century Media? Century Media now. 
Yeah, since the third record, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which the first is... two we did on FDA records, and then they knew that our contract is, is done, and <laughs> they asked us. <laughs> That's a pretty good... I mean, I've always looked at Sensory Media as one of the bigger labels in heavy music. And I, I, think I, I think I say this every time I talk to somebody who's on Sensory Media, that I, what I always loved about Sensory Media was the diversity of bands on those labels. Because I, like, I really love hardcore. I really love death metal. And I really love some of the weirder shit, you know? So uh, Sensory Media has always been a cool, a cool home for a lot of different artists. What, with Sensory Media specifically, do you remember a band on that label that you really liked before you found yourself signed in flames yeah <laughs> it's an easy one for oh, you right yeah or or heaven shall burn they're also from yeah. thuringia and a yeah. lot of like, like you said so so much different bands from different genres so that that's that's yeah it's something special about Sendrew media i would say yeah absolutely um this is like you said this is your fifth record doomsday um I listen back through your discography and I hear a lot of differences from that first record to, through the fifth record. But what would you say was is the, the biggest difference on this record? The biggest difference on this record compared to the previous one or compared yeah. to the first one? <laughs> compared to the previous one. How about we'll say that? Uh, it's not a lot different. I think much, I think more melodies again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a gradual thing I see through through all of it is that you get more melodic as you go on. Maybe drums are a bit more progressive is a huge word for that, but some some progressive elements here and there and uh, vocals evolved again. So I'm pretty happy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've got it. You have a lot to do with this band. I mean, to put it lightly, right? Because you also produce the music, don't you? Yes, I, I did mix and mastering too. And wow, it wasn't the plan, but everyone told me I should. <laughs> <laughs> Save some money too, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a long story because uh, I recorded all our records. Mm-hmm. And when I recorded My Empire, our first record, I I, I didn't know how to record. But <laughs> I, how'd you, I figured how'd you figure out this out? I figured out somehow I borrowed some <laughs> microphones and cables and stuff. And and I contacted Dan Svanu back then. And uh, I told him, I want to record our record. I don't know how to, but maybe you can tell me how to. <laughs> <laughs> and how maybe you want to mix it later then. And How know. did you have him to reach out to? That's a pretty big name to just reach out to. Like yes, that. yes, we just dropped in the mail. We never, <laughs> never expected an answer. <laughs> but, but he answered after like 20 minutes or so. <laughs> it was crazy. And we also sent us some demo files and yeah, he just liked it. And of course, I want to help you. I want to mix this record. And if you need help recording, I can tell you something. And <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So the, yeah. w- that was the beginning of you recording stuff. Do you record for other people too? Yeah. 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 Of course. I record for other people and uh, to go back to, to 2012, uh, when I sent him the, the raw files and he sent back the first mix, I was yeah. like, what the hell he is doing? Because I knew <laughs> the sound of the raw tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it sounded fucking amazing. And that was the point where I said, okay, I want to know how to do this. So yeah. the last 10 years, I figured out how to mix and master and also recorded some other bands, some friends and did mix and mastering for them. And... Yeah, I always played around with our own files because yeah. I always had them and showed it to my guys and they loved it too. And last summer we uh, decided to record the 7-inch and 
yeah, okay, just do a quick mix and we released the seven inch and I did the mix and everyone loved it. Also Sandra Media loved it. And everyone told me you should mix the next record. And yeah, at some point I was like, okay, maybe. <laughs> because See, for your own band, you 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 are never done. Yeah, never, right, right, right. Constantly changing stuff and someone else had to tell you when you are done. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. You, you constantly tweak it. The, yeah. You started. Uh, well, I've, I've. I think I was at one point always the, under the impression that the person who produced. Well, there was always. It's, it's two different ways. I always thought that you can't produce your own band, right? But people have been doing it forever. Um, but then I've also always thought, for no good reason, that the producer can't also mix and master. But why not, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, what what was pretty new, or what, what was very good, also. Uh, I still had the chance to change things after i had the first mix done like <laughs> right so i heard some some quite melodies in the background here and there after mm -hmm. the first mix was done so i was still able to to implement them so if someone else would have mixed it it was done like i sent it to him so sure sure yeah so you, so you get to handle it the whole way through that's really awesome that, yeah. and that, that's quite a skill to pick up for both of them for the engineering production the mix the master um, is this stuff that you do? I know you said you do it for other bands, but is this stuff that you do professionally at this point? Uh, no, no, no. I, I have a normal day job. It's just for fun, more or less. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very cool uh, hobby, I should say. I mean, that's that's of that's course, pretty man. Awesome. And yeah. yeah, of course. And uh, so I, I think it will stay my hobby. If I have the chance to do it professionally, I wouldn't do this because I think at some point it's not fun anymore. Because right, right, yeah, you have a lot of pressure to yeah. then do mixes or the same with the band. You have to go on tour, you have to record new records, and yeah, it's, be it's better for a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a lot of the stuff that you guys are doing, I mean, your your band seems like a professional entity in itself. I know you said you got a normal job, but the, the, the looking at the quality of your product of the stature of the label you're on, the the music videos. I, I look at the music videos you guys have done now for years. You do high quality music videos, which is um, not always the case for death metal bands. How did you? How did this happen? Do you know somebody? What's the connection here that you get to make these good videos? Uh, we we just we just we know a good guy with a good camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be some kind of connection. Yeah, and we are so hardcore diy guys yeah <laughs> so i if you i don't know if you saw our kingdom of worms video with the with the gravestones we built them on ourselves and uh for 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 the other another video with i think it was open their gates with the zombie who came out of out of the cake we built the cake and <laughs> all the stuff and yeah it's just fun so well i, I watched i watched several of them I probably watched them all. I don't, there, was, there was way more than I was expecting. You know, yeah. I just went on YouTube and just went through them all. And uh, I was impressed by the, like I said, the professionalism of it, but even the special effects and the, where's the one where the guy falls and the drums, the chemicals fall on him and he pusses up or, you know, blisters are yeah. popping. It's sick. I mean, it's great. It's uh, the, the, uh, the one I wanted to ask you about uh, part of the end. What is that? Where are you guys filming? Where'd you film that video at? What's happened? What is that? Some kind of mine? Yeah, it's it's a coal mine in the west of Germany. There are a lot of coal mines, and uh, I don't know. We just we just like big machines. So, yeah. <laughs> and and we told our video guy, uh, what do you think about to go to a coal mine? 
Yeah, it's a good idea. I have one next door to my home. Of course <laughs> he does. <laughs> he lives in this area and he already did some photo shooting there. With, yeah. I don't know, fashion label or something like that. And yeah, he knew the guys from the coal mine. And yeah, so we just went there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that. That's awesome. It looks like they were letting you do whatever you wanted down there. Um, yeah. but, but clearly, I mean, it seems like that the, the visual the visual aspect of the band is seems to be pretty important to you guys. Is it or is it just you do it because it's fun? First of all, it's fun, but we also expect some quality from ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah, it's our own standard, I would say. Well, that's very good. That's that's awesome. And uh, it, it, especially now where it doesn't seem like, well, in recent years, I guess for a while now, music videos don't seem to have the same impact and and okay. presence as they used to. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a channel I can go to for music videos anymore. That doesn't doesn't really yeah. exist. I mean, the MTV is there's no music on MTV. Right, like it's not a thing over you, here. You watched here. MTV back then. Back then, yeah, you know, back when yeah. we were kids, you know, we could. But for like a metal guy, the, 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 you had Headbangers Ball, right? That was it. That was the only thing. Yeah. Um, but there was you know some time in the '90s where stuff slipped in was a little. But now, you know, you couldn't find them. You couldn't find a music video on TV if you sat there for 24 hours flipping through the channels. So anyway, uh, point being, uh, I don't know about you guys, but you guys seem to have a, have a fondness for. It. Do you remember a specific or a couple music videos from your youth that you remember vividly that made an impact on you? From my youth, I remember sitting in front of the TV recording on MTV Papa Roach Live yeah. because <laughs> I was I was at the concert. It was their first tour uh, yeah. for, for the Infest record for the first album. That was huge. And, yeah, it was huge, and <laughs> yeah. they played here in Leipzig, House Aunsey, and I was in the first row, and there was a camera camera driving. Yeah, yeah, from left to right. <laughs> And I knew I will be there for at least one second. So yeah. <laughs> I, re I recorded a show on MTV and I was in there. <laughs> you found yourself? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I would say maybe the My Sweet Shadow video from In Flames because of the fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned you, you mentioned you're a big uh, In Flames fan and you guys co you guys covered In Flames recently, right? Yes. Was yeah, that on the 7-inch? Really important. What was the uh, and and I hear a lot of inflames in Deserted Fear, right? Is was does what Deserted Fear sounds like now? What you wanted the band to sound like when you started it? Yeah, that's yeah. maybe absolutely true, but I was not able to <laughs> because I didn't know how to do this with my guitar. <laughs> that's awesome. I love the way you're you've you've clearly and honestly learned things as you've gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, especially in Flames, they, they are the reason why I started to listen to death metal because I hear the song Trigger and it and stuck in my head for weeks. And then I discovered all the In Flames records and it got better and better. <laughs> yeah. Which, do you remember the... So tri which one is Trigger on? Uh, Reroute to Remain. Reroute to Remain. Okay. That's that's the one yeah, that got... That was, that was the first one to be like big from what I remember over here. Yeah. But, uh, but Colony was the first one that I got. And that was the one, that's the one that I always, that's always been my favorite. Uh, uh, I'm not sure which one I like most. I like, yeah, I'm all until. <laughs> until, yeah. There's oh, until. That's, that, that's not fair because that's not fair because people also, also think uh, about the sort of fear that we are changing our style 
yeah, because the sellouts, sellout more concerts, but that's that's not true. Yeah, we just do what we love, and I think that's the same for In Flames. They that's just gotta like be, to experiment, right? and so yeah. But yeah, until Soundtrue soundtrack to escape i love our record <laughs> okay come clarity was also still good I, yeah i'll take some tracks off of that too i was i yeah. saw them a few years ago it's been a, quite a while now but there was them and opeth and uh yeah i was hoping for some older stuff but they still you know root to remain or cloud that song cloud connected I, I i dig it i can't uh can't deny that one but <laughs> yeah well i mean and you gotta you gotta imagine i I'd imagine at least you'd kill to have a track go over that well so far. If you could write a deserted fear song that would hit that hard and hit that many ears, right? Oh, maybe you can tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like if you could, if deserted fear could have a song that got across to that many people, that would be, I mean, that's the whole goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you can't compare this with trigger <laughs> and flames. <laughs> no, 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 not comparing, just, just saying. Um, so this album, you've already put out quite a few singles for Doomsday already. Yeah, and the, three and of, the, yeah. Yeah, three, and they all got music videos, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said, the record drops on Friday, yeah. right? This Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you most looking forward to about the release of this at this point? How long have you been sitting on this record? Is this something that like you just... Just can't wait to get out for everybody to hear? Uh, well, no, we don't stress ourselves. I yeah. mean, this, this record came out of nowhere. Yeah. Because uh, when the coronavirus started, we have been frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, to be honest, two, 2019, we have been pretty busy with our last mm-hmm. record. And uh, we toured a lot, headliner tour, festivals, support tour, and we still have day jobs, family. Our singer became father again, plus he got self-employed next to his day job. So we've been constantly on fire in 2019. A lot of fun, a lot of adventures. But to be honest, we needed a forced break due to coronavirus more than we want to admit. (laughs) So we threw our instrument into the corner for many, many weeks. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah at some po- at some point in 2020 i just gripped my guitar again and started playing around with a nice beer and yeah recorded some riffs and i had the fire again and it didn't take that long to write this record to be honest i don't think yeah like one year maybe so this is That's all pretty- like a this is all like a product of since the pandemic since lockdowns yeah, and all that yeah a- absolutely <laughs> um is uh, our lyrics is it lyrically about things like that? Uh, it's called Doomsday. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's true. <laughs> um, it's not about a particular day, but uh, if humanity continues like this, uh, if we treat our nature this way or how we deal with each other, uh, yeah. there will be a doomsday for sure. Um, I, I mean, we live here in Thuringia uh, in a beautiful nature with lots of forests and uh, rivers. And we also like to go fishing and what you see while doing so, or when you go hiking, what people leave behind, this just makes me sad. So, yeah. and yeah, that, that's what's the record about. I did. The, I noticed like, like I keep bringing up your videos. You guys are in the woods a lot. Is that the, <laughs> is that the area you live in? Yeah. The Turingia and forest. It's, yeah. it's pretty close. Yeah. That's cool. Um, did you grow up hanging out out there? Of course. Yeah. 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 Always try, try. <laughs> I told my mom, ah, I go to ride my bicycle, but I just ride like 20 minutes and doing some shit in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> 
just disappear into the woods my wife and i yeah. were jo- joking about the uh she was talking about the woods or the the farmland behind her house in milan and i was talking about the woods near my house when i was a kid and uh the, the similar thing that we all remember like it seems like every kid especially in the united states just happened to come across you would just come across porn in the woods Is, did, 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 did that happen in germany yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Why is it out there? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem now, but you know, it's all on the computer. But back then, you would just find it in the woods for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or at the basement of a friend's house <laughs> where the father has some porn. Either way, it was in a creepy place, right? You had to go yeah. somewhere <laughs> creepy. <Yeah. laughs> well, you mentioned you played uh, you played a lot of these festivals, and you've done a lot of you've done a lot of tours. He did his tours with Obituary, At the Gates, Morbid Angel, Insomnium, uh, bands like that, which are all, you know, massive names in, in heavy metal. Uh, do you prefer the festivals or the or the uh, tour days? Because in Europe, the festivals seem huge. We don't have a lot of that here. So what's it, what's it even like by comparison? I think you can't compare because okay. it's, I mean, uh, it's awesome to play a summer festival when the weather is nice and it's warm out there and. And at the same time, the energy in the club show, it's, you can't compare to the energy in the festival. Yeah. So um, I love both, but if I can choose, <laughs> I don't know, maybe a festival <laughs> with nice catering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they treat you well over there, right? You get to, you oh, get to yeah, nice there some yeah. festivals. It's just crazy. It's just crazy what they have there. <laughs> well, you mentioned you have a couple tour dates or shows planned. Are you looking any longer term to have any any actual tours on the books yet? Not so far. Yeah, we we, we don't step on the gas that much this yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame you. Um, did I don't know Tuesday, Century Media, March fourth, this Friday. Do you have a favorite track on this record? Uh, let me check. I'm not that <laughs> familiar with the song titles. Yeah, I, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. I I knew the, the the titles of the singles. Yeah, we shooted videos for. <laughs> I think uh, Doomsday. I like Doomsday a lot. The yeah. last song, but also follow the lighted blinds. We shooted the video for. Yeah, that was good. I don't know. No, they're, they're, it's all good. You you don't have a wrong answer on there. Um, <laughs> any <laughs> uh, any plans to? Well, never mind. I just asked you that. The uh, let's see. Do you listen to your music often? Your music? Mm-hmm. No. Do you listen to heavy music often? Yes. I mean, I listen to my music often because when the record is done, I listen to it like six hundred sixty-six times. <laughs> Just so, right on the dot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what? what <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear it for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, I I really like Spotify to be honest. Yeah. Because. You can check out everything. So, like the uh, new metal tracks uh, um, playlist on Spotify is awesome because I don't know if I would ever hear this band right. without this playlist. Or I'm able to listen to also other music like hip hop and pop and stuff yeah. like that. And I really love this too. And so I listen to a lot of death metal but also to a lot of hip-hop to be honest do you what's your favorite hip-hop my favorite hip-hop chill bump from france i don't know that one no one knows 
<laughs> Good. That's awesome. I just I just found them on uh, Spotify randomly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's this, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Let me know if we missed anything you'd like to talk about. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm a huge basketball fan. Maybe you are. You are too. I am. Are you yeah, kidding me? Wh- which team? The Sixers, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, now I have to say Mavericks because of Dirk Nowitzki. And okay, uh, that's no. that's fair. You can have you can have the Mavericks. Um, I was just talking about the Mavericks today with my brother. He's got Sp- Spencer Dinwiddie just went down there. I feel like that's a good. They got rid of Chris Stapps. They got Spencer Dinwiddie. They should be all right, but. Uh, We'll see. Luca's awesome. I love yeah, Luca. Him. Oh man, yeah. I also watch Euroleague uh, here in Europe, and uh, he played uh, with Real Madrid before he came to the NBA. It was just crazy what he did in the Euroleague, and I I didn't expect he will continue like this in the in the NBA, and he got even better. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. He, well, he won like Euroleague MVP in the championship yeah, when he's like eighteen, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts, man. That guy's so good. So, so good. Yeah, that's and- why I'm Follow the Mavericks and also Maxi Kleber, also from Germany, is there and yeah. He's on the he's on the he's on the Mavericks now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Now they yeah, they'll cool. be a good team, right? Mm-hmm. They'll be good for a while still. So yeah, that's maybe that, they Let's should see. be. They should be as long as they have Luca, they should be a, a you know contender. But seventy uh, sixers, what about Embiid? Ah, this I love him. I, how can <laughs> you monster? Not? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just crazy. And these last two games, now that they have Harden playing with them. I mean, I, I. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I admit, I did not like Harden until two games ago. You know, <laughs> like now, now, I'm all, now I'm all for him. But uh, yeah, it's, but they're, they're, I'm trying not to get my hopes too far up. Because I've been there before with these guys, so oh, we'll okay. see. But <laughs> but that's I, I I being over there. Are you able to watch much NBA? Because the times, I mean, I know it's a six-hour difference. Uh, first of all, you have to get a league pass, yeah, so something like that. So you have to pay for, and I already pay for Euro League and German <laughs> German League. So, <laughs> but I always watch highlight videos, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. But I, I was trying to keep up with when I was over there when they had the trade deadline. Uh, I was in Italy during the trade deadline where they did all the trade. Oh, when yeah. I was, so, so I was hours off of what was actually happening. So, I was, you know, <laughs> checking my phone too much just to see what was going on. But yeah, no, that's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you like basketball. I love it. Can't can't get enough of it. Uh, but I'm glad you brought that up. But basketball and heavy music. That's. That's it for me, you know. Perfect for me too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. Thank you very much. Eh? A lot of fun. Follow the light.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Fabian Hildebrandt of Deserted Fear. The song you just heard was Follow the Light That Blinds off of Doomsday due out March 4th, 2022. I want to thank Fabian for taking the time to have that conversation with me. I really enjoyed talking to him. As you could hear, I got really excited when he brought up basketball at the end. And I think I totally cut him off and didn't let him say what he was going to say because I got too excited. And I apologize to him for that because uh, afterwards when we were done talking, he sent me a picture. And it was this really cool picture of a whole basketball team, a youth basketball team in deserted fear jerseys and shorts. It looks to me like they sponsor a whole team of kids. And I think that is so damn cool. Uh, I think it's like the coolest thing any band's ever done. Really, I'm being like so serious about that too. I think it's awesome. I got to get him back on to talk about some basketball too. But until then, uh, you guys check out more of their record. Again, Doomsday, March 4th, Century Media Records. Okay, so like I told you, there's more to come on this episode. Interview number two with Taz of Friends of Hell. Uh, Friends of Hell has a new record. It's self-titled. It's coming out on Rise Above Records. It drops on March 18th. If you're a fan of doom metal or um, even just classic heavy metal, this record is for you. Uh, To prove it, I'm going to play you a song right now. They've got a single out. It's called Shadow of the Impaler, and it sounds like this.
you're a tattooist. Um, and I always think that's interesting talking to people who are, because typically that means you have a job you actually like. And uh, what the hell is that like? Um, it's fun. It doesn't, I wake up in the morning and I don't feel any stress or I, I have fun. Yeah. So I think going to work, it's kind of, I kind of like it actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I ask. I mean, I'm sitting in the middle of my work day right now and I don't like any part of this. This is, this is more exciting to me. Um, <laughs> but so, so you started, when did you start doing tattoos? Uh, professionally, I started tattooing in 95. So music came first then. Yeah. 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 But, but I used to draw since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's, it's, uh, the, the two have eventually gone hand in hand. But uh, when you started playing, uh, you started playing, like I was saying, uh, hardcore in the 80s. And eventually, when did you switch over to being a predominantly a metal musician? No, I mean, back then, I mean, my first band was in the in 87. But yeah. it was a mixture of hardcore punk with uh, thrust metal. You know, for us back then, right. we used to like anything extreme. Like, it was also the beginning of thrust and death metal. It was the beginning of, you know, like hardcore punk bands like I don't know, Agnostic Front and all these bands. And we used to love everything equally. So even today, I still like the same music. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I was going to ask because that's that I, I love hardcore too. Agnostic Front in particular is, is absolutely one yeah. of my favorite hardcore bands of all time. Love them. Yeah. Uh, but I also love uh, all forms of heavy metal. And I, I see with, with your personal discography, all the bands that you've been in throughout the years, that you, you, you're kind of all over the spectrum. Right, as far as heavy music or extreme music goes, and yeah. uh, I find that very cool. Um, that's the it's the same way I listen to it. Is the same way you seem to play it. When did you start play? Or, um, I'm sorry. When did you start uh, picking up instruments? Um, it, it must have been quite early because my father used to play guitar, and he always had a couple of guitars around the house. So I, you know, I was messing around with them, but then I realized I don't like chords. You know, yeah. the melody that I was trying to play was on one string. Yeah. Oh, no, you know what I mean? I didn't, I, I was very, <laughs> my wife is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> chords, chords for me were something almost like a con contortionist would do. You know, yeah. like yeah. a finger kind of thing. So I liked melodies, you know, like in, in on strings, like simple strings. So then that's why I like bass more. And then when I started playing bass, with bands, always on the uh, on the breaks, I used to mess around with the drums. I was about to say fuck around. Can I say the F word? You can say whatever you want. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. no censorship so here. I was around with the drums in the in the breaks, and then I learned to play also drums by myself. Yeah, that's another thing that I find very impressive about you. Well, first of all, you're obviously a very talented person artistically. Um, <laughs> you, can, yeah, but I'm serious, I'm dead serious. I can't draw for shit, right? I can't. I tried to play guitar, and like you, I found it, especially the chords extremely difficult i quit right then um yeah i never picked up another instrument sang for a band for a bit but you you have sang for bands you have played bass you've played drums uh the only thing i don't see is that you play guitar but i'm sure you have uh i can i can play simple stuff yeah of course so uh i guess seeing that you've done all all type of types of different things in bands and in all types of different bands why did you start friends of hell now well we uh, me, me and the guitarist John Dix, we we are friends many many years, and we used to have we used to play in bands together mm -hmm. years ago when I used to live in Barcelona. So one day I had this idea, maybe we make another project, another band, and I contacted him, and then he said, "Yeah, I'm up for it." 
So we went from there, really. It was just like, um, you know, no, no, being nostalgic with the bands we used to have. Yeah. And that was the basic idea. And then we worked around it. Well, there's definitely a sound that's, the sound is definitely a bit of a throwback to, uh, you know, some earlier doom metal bands with, with a little bit of that, a little bit of that, like black, early black metal grit to it. Not necessarily sound, but yeah. it's got, you know, it's in there. Um, was that like, was it a clear direction where you wanted to take this band when you and John Dick started playing? Yeah, I mean, we sat around and we said, okay, but what's, what should we sound like? And we, we came with all these bands, you know, like 80s and Cathedral and St. Vitus, but then also we said Venom and Bathory and Merciful Fate, you know, all our favorite bands. And then we said, okay, let's make something like this. Let's not, first of all, corner ourselves and say, okay, we're doom metal or anything. Just make like a little bit slower type of heavy metal with slow and mid-tempo songs. And mm-hmm. we in this kind of extreme vein of Venom and, you know, as, as you can see, all the songs are quite simple. There's not a lot of intricate. It's kind of, it's kind of primitive. Yeah, but it's also kind of nice that way. It's one of the things I actually really enjoy about it. And uh, a lot of times when I'm listening to doom metal, which I do a lot, I, I tend to like the simpler stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's because, it, because a lot of times it's just, I want to just, I don't know. I find it relaxing. I just want to <laughs> hang out and chill to it. And uh, yeah. that's what, that's what I've enjoyed about this record a lot so far. I mean, you said you didn't want to like, Back, back yourself into a corner but when when you get a guy like uh like albert uh f- to join on vocals that's st- that yeah. seems to start narrowing it down and i gotta imagine people look at your name and his name and automatically start to put expectations on what they expect friends of hell to sound like um yeah i mean it's true but then i mean albert plays in so many bands and most of them not all of them are not do metal they're right kind of weird music and and punk <laughs> and then when we were filming you know the video in finland he came with some t-shirts that we were like what the fuck is going on <laughs> one was kiss one was kiss one was an extreme finnish uh, crust band tervet cadet oh yeah tervik oh they're great yeah 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 they're awesome <laughs> so so we yeah i don't think because Albert, you know, he's famous for Reverend Bizarre, obviously. Right. But his spectrum of music is very, very similar to mine. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great point too. And I think, but I think that's really the way people list list like you and I and him and everybody. I think that's really the way that we all listen to music. So it's weird how how people tend to box bands in when they when they see you know names. But in this case, you guys do sound like it. Yeah, well, they they can call us whatever they want. <laughs> you know, I was you, you brought up the video, and I was surprised looking at. I, I was just watching the video you did for Shadow of the Impaler, and I I did what you're not supposed to do, and I went to the comments and I started reading, and I was shocked because it seemed to be all be positive, and people really seem to be excited about Friends of Hell. What what has been your feedback so far from the as you've seen? Yeah, people love it. People love it, and we're very happy about it. But the first shock. Was you know when I sent the demos to to Lee Dorian, mm-hmm. my friend Lee from Rise Above Records, he came back with some you know like man, this is one of the best albums of all times, and I was shocked. <laughs> really, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, if Lee says something like this, you know, and then um, yeah, the, the 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 feedback is positive. It's very good actually. So we're very happy about it. Yeah, that's hell of a we don't really care, but let's put. But <laughs> yeah, but you gotta care a little bit, right? I mean, yeah, you're not yeah. making it for nobody. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's good when people love it, you know. Especially yeah. people that listen, you know, they're like true heavy metal, you know. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, having uh, Lee's endorsement is great and is especially helpful when he's got this great record label Rise Above to put yeah. <laughs> to put out the record on. Was yeah. it was was there uh, any uh, foregone conclusion about releasing the record through uh, Rise Above, or is that just how it happened? Lee heard it and said, "I want to put it out." I, I was one hundred percent sure that it was released on Rise Above, and I was sure that Lee would love it. Mm-hmm. So I only contacted Lee and I said, "Man, you know." Also, we're good friends, so I said. I want this to be released on your label because I yeah. think it fits perfect. And he, he, he was crazy about it. Oh, it absolutely does. It sounds totally like a, a Rise Above record. And uh, yeah. that's that's a good thing, right? We all we yeah. all know, fans of Rise Above records know what you expect to come out of that label. And it's like the, to me, it's like the uh, the highest bar for, especially for doom metal, but for, you know, a certain bands of a certain sound, you know, that's yeah. the best ones come out and rise above. And this this record's no different. You mentioned like how you put this band together with guys from uh, with uh, John Dixon. Um, I'm sorry. What's your bass player's name? Is it, I'm going to say it wrong. Tonelli? Tonelli. Tonelli. OK. And you have Albert. You guys don't all live near each other, right? We uh, Albert and Tonelli live in Finland. OK. I live in an island in Cyprus and John Dix lives in Barcelona. Right. So you're pretty spread out. So how? How did you, uh, I mean, I know how it's, it's pretty easy to do these things remotely, but was this all done like during the pandemic lockdown era or is this stuff that was already in motion before that? Yeah, yeah, it was during the lockdown. Also, now we are lucky to think like this because if nuclear warhead strike, <laughs> yeah. countries, we're so spread out that someone will survive and continue. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, it, it could happen. It was funny. I was talking just yesterday. I was talking to a band in Germany who's about to put out a record on uh they're called deserted fear the melodic death metal band they're about to put out a record on friday called doomsday i was like damn damn man huh did you say melodic death metal yeah they're like a melodic death metal band and uh they've got a a record coming out on friday called doomsday and i just thought it was uh, (laughs) a bad timing you know (laughs) let's hope it's not prophetic (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but uh did you guys all get together to record this record or was it all done in separate locations no we did it separately yeah Obviously, I, um, I, I I asked John Dix to record first the, the first rhythm guitars, um, and and actually I thought actually that you he will use a a, a click, but yeah. I don't think he used one. <laughs> That's why if you listen to the album, it's not on it's not on a metronome. And then I thought, what the fuck? He recorded the songs without a metronome, or if he did one, he was going out all the time. I'm not sure. I just played the drums over this and. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't sure, but I did use a metronome in the studio for the drums, and the guy said, man, this is not on a metronome. This is not on a click. So I just recorded over the guitar. Well, and then it worked. And then finally recorded the bass, and then we went like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, with have you guys uh, been able to play live at all yet as a band? No, 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 we haven't. But we said that if, if, if there's a good offer or a good festival or something like that, we, we, we'll be up for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 also. I was just uh, over in Europe for the first time a couple of weeks ago. I was in Italy, and it was they they just seemed they were just they while we were there they took off the uh, outdoor mask mandate and things seemed to be opening up, but not quite. There were still weren't any shows or anything like that. I don't know the yeah. areas you guys are each in, but uh, does it seem to be? Do you seem to be headed in the right direction at least? Aside from this fucking war that's happening, does everything seem to be lightening up a little bit? Oh, you mean with the COVID and all these things? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it, it, it's bound to 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 change because or it will change or it will bring like a worldwide like uh, economic crisis from yeah. here. 
<laughs> and I mean, they sold anything they wanted to sell. They sold all the vaccines. They did that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's, the, it's like, I think I see these things like they come in like trends. Now it's not trend anymore. The, the war is trend. Mm-hmm. The new situation. Yeah, the headlines have changed, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that we're supposed they, to be concerned about be is different. Maybe that's how their agenda is. <laughs> we will never know. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 weird and a total mystery now. And uh, it's 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 amazing that it's been this has like been a two year period at this point. Like the fact yeah, that yeah. two years have passed. It for a while, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Insane. Um, I know that the themes on this record have nothing to do with anything like that. And it seems like it was intentional to make this uh, kind of like a what I'd say now is kind of like a throwback and have it be like a fantastical record. Yeah. Like as, yeah. Is that, is that what the idea was with this? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like a horror theme, isn't it? I mean, yeah. if you play this kind of music, like let's say from heavy metal to doom or death metal, really few, I mean, obviously there's band that they have even political messages and stuff like this. Sure. But for me, the music the lyrics that fit best in this music, it needs to be kind of horror or, you know, uh, epic, these kind of things. Yeah. To me, at least to, to me, it's, it's, it fits better than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does, especially with the, like you said, it's, it's a little tough I mean, when people get there. And the truth is we all have a, you know, like a, we, all, we all have a morbid fascination about these things. So mm-hmm. I don't know why, but... <laughs> <laughs> everybody's a little fucked up yeah <laughs> well how did you get to know all these guys throughout the years is this just through music yeah yeah no uh, John Dix I knew um, for many many years when I used to live in Barcelona mm-hmm. he used to be my client uh, getting tattooed by me and then obviously we talked a lot about music and we liked the same music then we started hanging out then we made a band so yeah we got to know each other like this yeah with Tanelli, I got to know him, obviously, because he's also a tattooist. And we got to know each other. And then, then Albert, I knew, know Albert from when I used to play for Electric Wizard. I met him in Finland a few times, and then we started becoming friends. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, it seems pretty natural. Then. And th- there's a thing that I've noticed about, um, uh, I have a lot of friends who are tattoo artists, and obviously a lot of friends who are in the worlds of extreme music. And there seems to be a common... Uh, kinship between not necessarily those two worlds. I mean, they, they obviously intermingle, but, yeah. but the tattoo artists and musicians both seem to have a common uh, com- camaraderie between, between yeah. each other. Is that something you found as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I mean, both, both tattooing, which is a form of art and music is a form of art. And then obviously there's the rebellious right, aspect right. of it in extreme music and also extreme tattooing is, is something like it's for sure is like a re- rebellious thing or it used to be no, yeah i'm not sure these days. <laughs> but <laughs> it used to be like this and that's why they're kind of connected together that's funny you say that like used to, tattooing used to be rebellious and now it's not because I'll, if you look a picture of me and among all my friends i'd be the only one you would see with zero tattoos right uh, so a lot of them are like yourself, faces, faces, tattoos, heads, tattoos, neck, whatever, yeah. anything visible, they've got tattooed. And I'm the weird one because I don't yeah. have any tattoos. Yeah. You are the rebellion. You <laughs> yeah. are the rebel. That's why I always tell them. I said, I'm, I'm the fucking, the real one with the punk rock cred here. I, I got no tattoos, dickheads. Yeah. But, but, um, 
but I've always been like, you know, pretty fascinated by the tattoo world, especially having all these friends who, who are tattooists themselves and just yeah. seeing it all the time. But so I always like to ask them. So I'm going to ask you, it's kind of cliche question, but if I were to like walk into your, to your tattoo shop yeah, and, and request with no tattoos myself and request to just say, Hey, for my first tattoo, I want to get a throat tattoo or face tattoo. Would you try to talk me out of that? Um, depend the age, really. I mean, if it's like a kid, obviously we're going to say no. But yeah. I mean, if it's a grown-up man and he's, <laughs> you know, he's sure about it, and he, you know, obviously, if if he looks crazy or something, I won't do it. But if he looks like kind of normal, and I know that he this is a mature choice, I would do it. No, oh, good for you. Good for give you me the person. fucking money. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I was looking at your tattoo page or your, your tattoo inst- or your Instagram, I guess, and that has a lot of your tattoo work yeah. on it. And you do, it seems to me, and I don't know shit, but it seems to me that you do a, a pretty specific style. Is, the, is, is there, what is that called? And am I right about this? It's called Oriental. It's like yeah. Oriental, but it's like Japanese from designs from Tibet or Thailand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that like a, is that like a, I don't know, is that, a, a, how would I say this, like music terms? Is that like a large like genre? Of tattoos, yeah, 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 especially Japanese tattoo is yeah. extremely, extremely popular. Well known for like the, the the large tattoos, right? The large pieces. Yeah, 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 body suits. Yeah, yeah it's very cool. It's very cool. It's, you do you do awesome work. Um, I, and back to your music. I've listened to this to this album a ton over the last few weeks. It, when does it officially come out? It's mid March, right? Yeah, March eighteenth. March eighteenth on eighth, uh, eighth, 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 eighth. Oh, sorry, eighteenth. So. 18. Yeah, sorry. 18. Great. All right. So uh, on Rise Above Records, is that yeah. getting the full uh, vinyl treatment or is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, a lot of records coming it's out a these days. normal edition up. and a limited edition with patches inside. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's great to hear that you actually have the stuff to release too. I know a lot of bands are just releasing digital and then waiting for the, the ridiculous backlog of vinyl right now. No, no. Rise Above is, is famously, you know, doing vinyl mostly oh yeah yeah i've got tons of them on the shelf right in front of me yeah um all right well uh i'll let you go here in a second the last thing i just want to ask you is um yeah i've listened to this record a lot i have my favorites do you have a favorite song on this (laughs) it's difficult um i like i like a lot shadow of the impaler and i like um orion's beast i like all of them actually but i would say orion beast maybe also Oh, Belial's Bell. Yeah, that's the, one I, that's the one I was going to say, Belial's Bell. I like. Ah, I right, found right. myself really liking the back half of this record, and I think that's a very cool thing uh, to be able to, to be able to do because you know how it is. Eventually, you start to lose track towards the end, but yeah. uh, I think that's the opposite. I think you guys did a very good job with this one, Thank and uh, and uh, I really enjoy it. I hope others do too. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I know you got a bunch of these to do, so Thank good luck. Thank you very luck. much for having me. Yeah, of course. Hey, have a good one. The battle will begin when the God of mine
So there you have my conversation with Taz. I told you it was short. The song you just heard was not Friends of Hell. It was actually Taz's other band, Mirror. The song was called Souls of Megiddo, and uh, it's off of their new album, The Day Bastard Leaders Die, coming out on Cruise Del Sur Music on April 22nd. I would have played you another Friends of Hell track, but I don't think I can yet. So you'll have to wait to hear the rest of that record and instead enjoy one of the man's many other bands. Um, I don't think you mind. I think it's in your wheelhouse. You like heavy metal. We all do, don't we? All right, but that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening to two interviews. But it's time to end this one. But first, I'm going to play you a track from the Bigfoot-themed death metal band Troglodyte. The song is called Speed Kills. It features Guar's Pustulus Maximus, um, also known as Brent Perguson. It's from their new record, which drops this week as well. Uh, The record is called The Hierarchical Ecological Succession. Welcome to the food chain. It's going to be available on all streaming platforms on the 5th, it looks like. Odd day for a release. That's a Saturday. Uh, But yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.